It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. On Commons People This Week. I think the first rule of leadership is to show up. Are you listening, Theresa May? I think you ought to be paying a little more attention to thinking about Brexit negotiations. That's what I'm doing to make sure we get the best possible deal for Britain. So why did you even call the election? Judge us on our record. On our record, we have... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should have turned up yourself. All of that and more on Commons People. Hello and welcome to Commons People, the HuffPost UK's politics podcast. With me, Owen Bennett, Kate Forrester, Paul War, and Ned Simons. My goodness, what a busy week. And it got even busier thanks to Jeremy Corbyn deciding at the last minute to take part in the BBC election debate. Theresa May was not tempted to take part in the debate. And here she is giving her reason to Faisal Islam. <laughs> Look... Well, I'm interested, you know, in in the fact that Jeremy Corbyn seems to be paying far more attention to how many appearances on telly he's doing. I think he ought to be paying a little more attention to thinking about Brexit negotiations. That's what I'm doing to make sure we get the best possible deal for Britain. She also went on in that clip to say that it was unfair that Jeremy Corbyn was taking part in the BBC debate, but not the ITV debate, as if it was just some sort of fairness thing that she was not not taking part. Um, Let's let's start by talking about the debates, because um, obviously we had two this week. There was one all the way back ages ago on Monday now, which was the the kind of Paxman Skybomb. Let's talk about the BBC one first. First of all, did Corbyn do the right thing turning up? Ned, you were in the spin room. You were there in sunny Cambridge. Yeah, I think he did. Um, I think he won it in the sense that he turned up because now it allows Labour for the next week to bang on about Theresa May being a coward, about her being scared, to try and undermine her message of her being strong. If he hadn't gone, they couldn't do that. So I think just by going... It helped. No matter what he said, I think that that worked. And he didn't make any big mistakes. We had um, Caroline Lucas from the Green Party, the code of the Green Party, got in a little dig about Theresa May not being there. Let's have a listen to that. I think the first rule of leadership is to show up. You don't call a general election. <laughs> you don't call a general election and say it's the most important election in her lifetime and then not even be bothered to come and debate the issues mm. at stake. There we are. Leadership is showing up, Paul. So is, is this damage? Is this damage to Theresa May the fact she wasn't there? I think it does, in the sense that those people who really matter in this election are the floating voters, the undecideds. And if you're undecided about Theresa May telling you very early on, look, this is a presidential race, it's me or him, and then you're not even going to turn up to debate him, then that it just looks strange and it looks kind of weaker than than her her saying. And also. Um, it, it feeds into the idea that somehow um, she's got something to hide in this election. 
we talked weeks ago about whether or not her even calling it was a big mistake. And, you know, we, we agreed that there was the, a, a constituency out there who would say, actually, you've gone back on your word. You said for again and again and again you wouldn't have an election. Now you're having an election. And it's it's all together with the U-turn on social care, together with the U-turn on the budget. It's, it adds to this idea that May is in a bit of a mess and she's not what she says she is. And for a floating voter, I think that is quite damaging, as well as for those Labour voters who were tempted to go back and are now wavering. Uh, we attempted to go to Tories and now thinking, oh, hold on a tick. And also her excuse, her last excuse out of the four I think she's given for not going was that she had to concentrate on Brexit negotiations. Now, is this election you called, if that's your argument, surely it's getting in the way of the Brexit negotiations. So just even the reasoning for not going was so palpably stupid. But did they make enough of Theresa May did Jeremy Corbyn make enough last night of, Jer- of Theresa May not being there, Kate? What do you think? I don't think he was the kind of leader on that charge. Like, Tim Farron's line was really good when he said, you know, put Bake Off on, she can't be bothered to turn up, so why should you be bothered to turn out and give her your vote? I thought that was quite good. Corbyn sort of did touch on it, and I think Ned is right in that it was the right thing for him to do to turn up. But I don't think he did anything particularly sort of astounding. Yeah, so I mean, the Labour Ned is right. <laughs> Ned is saying that now, but someone in this room wrote a blog. A day uh, <laughs> right? I'm not saying that Owen was him, right. But thank you. Finally. You're both right, lads. God, we can share the. Uh, <laughs> no, the, no, we can't. Oh, okay, no, we can't. Right. All for yourself. I was right. Okay, I want this. Sure. Sorry. You're so right, you, you would have been even more right, as Kate says, <laughs> if he'd knocked it out of the park last yeah. night. And he didn't. And I thought that was really interesting. Corbyn has got a lot, lot better at TV interviews because he lays back literally in his chair and he just is himself. But stick him at a lectern and he becomes someone else. It's like when you stick him in the chamber in the Commons, you know, at the PMQs. It, he becomes something else. He's trying to be a leader. He tries to make points and, and they don't land. Do you know what? I was making exactly the same point. For me, last night reminded me of the PMQs when he's got an open goal. And he should have scored it. Now, the thing with the seven-way debate is we saw it just descends into a squabble, right? And I don't think the audience, the viewers, necessarily know who's squabbling. They just remember that there's squabbling going mm. on. I think all Corbyn had to do yesterday was keep hammering home the message, I'm here, Theresa May's not. I will turn up, I will turn up. Almost after every point he made, yeah. he should have did that. And he didn't. So it was really odd. The Lib Dem spinners afterwards were saying that that was deliberate. Now, whether you believe... The Labour spinners. Uh, sorry, Labour spinners were saying that was deliberate. Now, whether you believe that or not, their argument was... They knew, they knew that Farron would do that, make the point that May wasn't there. They knew all the minor parties would do that. So the tactic was to not do that himself and talk about their programme and their policies. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean, I don't necessarily believe that, but that was what they were saying. And it was a deliberate choice not to eight chance or hammer home that she wasn't there because that was just apparent because she wasn't. I think the only really, really punch he landed was on Amber Rudd talking about food banks. Well, you say yeah. that, Paul. You are, you are getting ahead of me here. Oh, sorry. Uh, Amber Rudd did turn up. She was saying, despite the fact that her father died yeah, at the weekend, amazing. a nice-year-old father died at the weekend, and she went into bat, which is amazing, really, and you consider that. But anyway, here is Rudd, um, Amber Rudd, the Home Secretary, of course, uh, provoking a little bit of laughter in the audience. Amber Rudd, uh, the question is about trusting yeah. plans, and yeah. in your manifesto, there was a notable absence of costings. Well, I would say, in answer to that question, judge us on our record. On our record, we have <laughs> cut... <laughs> 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 We have cut the deficit. We have cut the deficit. 
Yeah, I didn't go, didn't go down too well. There was lots of complaints about were the audience a bit too left-wing? I mean, the male <laughs> spashed on it because Georgie, the new statesman, tweeted, it seems a bit left-wing, and they took that as like, it's definitely left-wing, which is a bit mad. But there was, it was, a, I mean, let's be I'm not sure it was left-wing. I just think that the, the, the left-wingers in the audience were much more vocal. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. surely the story of this election, the story of that debate. Uh, Amber Rudd, one of the best lines was right at the end when she said, in the quietness of the voting booth. Mm. And she's making a double point there, which is, this is really noisy, but when it comes down to the real moment, things will be different. But also, the quietness of the voting booth, people don't want to shout about being pro-Theresa May massively. Particularly a lot of those Labour voters who, as we've shown in focus groups, are slightly embarrassed about the idea of voting Tory the first time in their lives. Um, so you've got that going on. And I think that is also, we might well talk about the polls, and we will talk about the polls. I think that's a factor in all of this, shy Tories. Let's have a listen now to... Um a couple of attacks here. So this is the first one we're going to do is Rudd's attack on Corbyn, where she basically talks about his economic plans. I know there is no extra payment you don't want to add to, no tax you don't want to rise. But the fact is we have to concentrate our resources on the people who need it most. And we have to stop thinking, as you do, that there's a magic money tree. You have to be accountable <laughs> of exactly the money you want to spend. So that's Rudd there with the old one-two. And this is uh, Corbyn... China embarrass Rudd on food banks. And I would just say this, since Amber Rudd seems so confident that this is a country at ease with itself, have you been to a food bank? Have you seen people slipping around our station? Have you seen... So that was the kind of... You know, there was lots of other stuff in the debate as well. Paul Nuttall got booed quite a lot and all that kind of stuff. Um, do we think Rudd did a good job? Are we looking at going, is, was Rudd actually the next Prime Minister on that stage? If, if you work the notion that May's going to win, is Rudd going to be... Was that I really? Thought, I thought she did really well. I think certainly she was under attack from every other person on the stage. I think she was quite punchy, but was also quite relatively calm with her aggression. It wasn't too out of hand, but she wasn't too kind of, didn't look like she was on the back foot. So I think she did quite well in quite a tricky position. Yeah, Ned's right. I think she's very calm. She sort of didn't get flustered. She got her points across. There was a couple of points, I think, when literally everybody was shouting at her like you said, and she just kind of took it in her stride. Can we she, also she point out that Kate said Ned was right again? That was, just, oh, that was two. That's unbelievable. two. I think she also benefited from the novelty factor. A lot of these debates rely on something new or fresh. You know, Nick Clegg, I'm with Nick in, you know, I agree with Nick in 2010, way back, um, had the novelty factor. And, and Corbyn hasn't got the novelty factor anymore, but Amber Rudd did. A lot of people think for the first time, oh, who is this woman standing in for the Prime Minister? I saw an interesting tweet from somebody saying how many people are going to watch this and think she's Theresa May. That's just <laughs> a good point. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was quite a good point. Well, she is slightly a mini-me, which is why I've thought in the past that actually a lot's been overwritten about Amber Rudd, and she has dropped the ball in, in live TV interviews. You know, she And at conference, she had that massive mistake, the real cock-up about drafting lists of foreign workers don't forget she you know environment secretary we were i mean we were i mean she was environment and energy secretary we were missing all our eu targets for carbon reduction all this and, and renewable energy she was really not great as and as a media secretary. performer she is still inexperienced but i do think yeah last night she did a very very calm and cool performance and i think number 10 really really appreciated it particularly given what happened to her family early in the week so do we think we had we had this debate on uh bbc debate on wednesday we had the Sky News Paxman debate on Monday, which, by all accounts, the person that came out badness out of that badness, worst, worst, <laughs> even yeah. worst. Is that is that, is that a word? Do you know, I listened back to some podcasts the other day, and I realised that I do sound like I'm a bit drunk, or just <laughs> I've, I've just put, banged my head against I've the been put stuff in no video. Yeah, copy. but I'm not. I'm just a bit 
like this. I Drunk thought. on life. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, Paxman <laughs> came out of it worst. I mean, that's rich me saying that. I'm gonna, Paxman did. didn't do a good job, did he, Paul? He didn't. He was terrible, right. in my opinion. He was I terrible. Mean, he wasn't that bad. He was. He was an analogue politi- interviewer in, an in, in a digital age. I mean, it was quite strange that, you know, it looked like a sort of old, Sort of Muhammad Ali coming back for one too many fights. Yeah. You know, he looked like his reflexes weren't there. He hadn't prepared properly. He'd gone down this weird cul-de-sac of saying to both May and to Corbyn, well, you know, you're not doing what you believe in, which actually the voters actually don't mind if you come across as pragmatic. So I just and, thought... And, and listen to other people's views and that I kind of stuff. I just thought that yeah. was really well, strange. I wasn't sort of as down on him while I was watching it as other people were, as was happening, until I then listened to the Emma Barnett... Uh, radio interview the next morning with Corbyn where she just completely got him by asking a very simple straight question about how much something cost yeah and that contrast showed I think how a different interview style can be more effective but also I think the real contrast is with Andrew Neil I think Andrew Mm. Neil has shown in this campaign that actually he's so forensic he will ask a question in the knowledge that whatever answer he gets he'll then prod it further and he's quick enough to look at the answer and say actually you haven't answered and keep going and keep going the follow-up is he's the master of the follow-up yeah. The monarchy thing was just bizarre. Was I think weird, everyone who watched it was just like, "What? What? Well, you're not. You've not put about abolishing the monarchy in your <laughs> manifesto. Well, no." He should have said, "Of course not. That'd be mad." Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what he did yeah, say, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. So, we, so we had this debate. We had the two debates. We've got one on Friday, which is in York, which is a question time style uh, one. They're not going to be having head to head. Is do you think anyone is going to change their vote based on? any of these debates are we going to see has anything happened in these debates going to make people go do you know what yes I'm now going to vote May or Corbyn or Lib Dem or Green or UKIP or whatever I mean I just I, I, th- I personally think actually yes uh, that normally the, the stock responses they don't shift the dial much and they don't traditionally shift it much but I do think it will have an impact in that as I say the floating voters who have got doubts about May would have them reinforced by Monday night's debate or so called debate where she was laughed at by the audience you know a Prime Minister being laughed at for her answers isn't a good look at all. And if you're in the middle and you're thinking, oh, hold on a tick, then I think particularly those Labour voters who are worried about what they're going to do, they, it may cause them yeah. to think twice. And also it's not just about what happens in the actual debate, whether that influences votes. It's then how that reshapes the campaign. So it's, it's, then, momentum, it's, it's, right? it's, it's the momentum and the exactly. follow-on. I mean, if you think about in 2010, you talked about Paul about Clegg. Now, the Lib Dems obviously didn't then win the election as the polls apparently showed they were going to, but it did then shape the campaign with suddenly the Lib Dems being a bigger part of it. So it's not just what happens, it's it's how it changes the, so do we the think next that, day. I mean, you mentioned the polls, the polls earlier on, polls earlier on, Paul, um, and YouGov produced this mad thing. It's not a prediction, it's not a projection, it's just a... a a model of which basically says there's going to be a hung parliament but then when you looked at the variables it said well you know we they could lose 20 seats or they could gain 56 seats so you know somewhere in the middle it's like that's that's mad right but anyway the momentum seems to be with labor the polls are narrowing so are we on our way to a hung parliament case uh, i don't think so still I mean, if you look at some of the sort of more in detail projections in the YouGov thing, like they've got Labour down as likely to win Wirral West. And I just cannot see that happening, for example. I mean, it's such a tight margin and it's got a huge pocket of, of Tory support and I just can't see it happening. And there's other seats where, you know, they seem on a bit of a knife edge and they've got Labour down as winning by like a 10 percent margin. And I just 
I just think it's unrealistic. Yeah, I think the problem with the polls is that they're, they're headline polls. You know, they're, they're, Labour can easily stack up votes in places it doesn't need. It's, it's the Hillary Clinton problem, you know. Don't forget, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, but she lost the election because she didn't have votes in the right key swing states. And it's the same for Corbyn. If he doesn't actually get the vote out in those key marginals in, in the Midlands and even in the North and Northwest, then... You know, it's very difficult to see how he can get a hung parliament. Very difficult. And also, when you look at the poll, I mean, the Tory vote's gone down a little bit. But, I, I mean, I spoke to some Tory candidates this week. Very did you? Did you? I did. Very, very really? damning. Very, very damning about the uh, the campaign. But one of them made the point, you know, in the beginning, the polls had us like 50%. And there was obviously nonsense, obviously artificial. So we've gone down a little bit, they were saying. And yeah, the campaign has not been great. But even if we'd run a great campaign, we'd still only be where we are now. We'd still be 43, 44, 42%. Because that's just, that is the kind of ceiling of Tory votes. And it's worth remembering, 42% is bloody good. It's, it's amazing for a sitting government to yeah. be on 42% is quite extraordinary. And it, what's happened is we've gone, Corbyn's has sort of, he's gone back to the future. He's, he's, he's going back to a sort of pre-Thatcher economics era okay he's going back to the 70s in that sense but he's also going back to the 70s or britain's going back to the 70s in having a two-horse race which is you know there's a fantastic statistic that if you add labor votes and tory votes together today's poll puts that at 81 percent 81 percent of the electors are choosing either labor or tory that's the highest level since 1979 when it was also 81 percent now that's the stat to remember because you know it was about sixty-one percent in the in in two thousand and five, um, and it looks like we're going back to this two-horse race. And so the left is solidifying. Lib Dem votes are sort of going to Labour or and and uh, and some Greens, and the right is solidifying with UKIP and the Tories. And it just so happens that Britain seems to be more of a right-wing nation than a left-wing nation. Who would have thunk it? Um, of course, when you know the reason when the two parties sort of uh, duopoly started to fall apart was of course when Roy Jenkins came up with the idea oh for his God. third party, wasn't it? Do you get a prize every right. time you, guard get, you mention <laughs> Roy Jenkins? You didn't that, did you? <laughs> it's anyway, the, it's the quiz on Roy the, Jenkins. The biggest, the biggest intervention in this quiz, Mr. Paul, this quiz, this week, Mr. Paul War. I'm not drunk. This Mr. <laughs> War was, of course, Jeremy Corbyn giving an interview to the enemy. Obviously, obviously, yeah. right? Reddit, definitely. Yeah, and he revealed there something which he revealed before. I'll bring up again that his favourite song of all time is. Imagine by John Lennon. Oh, oh I know. God. I mean, honestly, it's like a caricature, isn't it? Anyway, so I've gone through some old um, Desert Island discs oh, of nice. leaders, and I'm going to give you good. a leader, and I'm going to give you a couple of good songs, show. and you've got to tell me which one they picked. Is there a theme for either one? Or? No. No? no? Okay. Uh, Desert Island disc, or just stuck it in the mix? <laughs> what? That's right? ridiculous. So, Theresa May, which one, are the, for me, which, which one of these... Was I, I know Desert Island Disc is known as DID, so do did or don't. All right, did or don't. All right, okay. Yeah. Did, which one of these did or did or did not Theresa May take with us yeah. to the island? Was it Walk Like a Man by the Four Seasons or Save the Last Dance for Me by the Drifters? Oh. Kate? I think she took the Drifters. You think she took the Drifters, Mr. Paul Wall? I, I know it's her era as well. I'll say the other one, just. Ned is right. It was oh, Walk Like a Man by the Four Seasons. Ned is right again. Can you sing yes, it, Ned? That's, yeah, can you sing it? Absolutely not. So, <laughs> uh, Mr. Tony Blair, uh, Rolling Stones, You Can't Always Get What You Want, or The Beatles, In My Life? I think he'd Beatles. 
Oh, I was going to say Rolling Stones. No, he's, he's a music connoisseur. I think he. But remember, ugly rumors though. He did the impression. No, of he loves the Stones, he? but I think in my life's much more of a Muso's choice. I might be wrong. I'm going for Stones. Paul is right. It's the Beatles in my oh, life. No. Lovely song. Lovely, Lovely song. Beautiful, that. beautiful yeah. record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ed Miliband, My Way by Frank Sinatra, or Je ne regrette rien my way. by Edith Piaf. <laughs> my, my Way. Crikey. Um, I'd say Piaf. I'm saying Piaf. It was Piaf. Yes. Ironically. He's very North London. Uh, Mr. David Cameron, did he pick All These Things That I've Done by The Killers? Oh, I bet you did. Or I... Walk Away by Cast? Oh, God. I think he did have The Killers on I his bet list. I bet it was The Killers. I think he had The Killers on his list. That was around that time as well. It was like... I'm going to go for Killers. Surely you can't have picked Walk Away because that would be too perfect. No, it was all the things that I've done, which is quite perfect as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, and finally, Donald Trump, who's not appeared on Desert Island Disc, but I did dig out an old interview in which he admitted what his favourite song was. Is it The Other Man's Grass Is Always Greener by Bashuda Clark, or Is That All There Is by Peggy Lee? I'm trying to think which Ooh. would you have made up. Like, which <laughs> one of you have like, just randomly chosen as the other one? I reckon he's Peggy Lee's much more you know, American of his age, I would have thought. Yeah, I, I agree with Paul. I'm, I'll go with the other one, just to be different. It was Peggy Lee, is that what there is? I don't even listen to it, right? No, I listen I, to it just now. I listen to it, read, uh, listener, when you get a moment. It starts off with Clark, sorry, Peggy Lee narrating about the time her house burned down. Her dad rescued her, took her out to the pavement. She looked at her house burning down and went, oh, is that what there is? And it's just a series of stories of things falling apart and her <laughs> going, is that what there is? And then it ends with her contemplating suicide, but going, I'm not up for it. <laughs> This is Donald Trump's favourite song. It's absolutely mental. It's not his programme for government. It's really, no, you never really know. mad. Anyway, so that's that was this week's quiz. Did or did did or don't? Did or did not? Did or did or not? I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's good. Right. I think we've done it before, then. Probably. <laughs> I feel like we've done it before. Anyway, so we, we are now into the final bit of the campaign, thank goodness, because I'm bored oh, of it. Oh, how can you be bored? Oh, come on. It's gone on, isn't it? I mean, I quite like Jeremy Corbyn electrified. I thought he electrified it this week when he said I'm going to do that debate. Yeah. Did you feel that? Did you feel like he, I feel like he, he, he did something? I was like, oh, good. He did. <laughs> it was classic Corbyn. He did that, and then he didn't electrify no, the exactly, event. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh it's like he electrified himself. It was it's like strange. someone saying to you, I'm going to take it for dinner tonight. Oh, where are we going? I haven't booked a table. Oh, well, then we're going to end up getting a takeaway, aren't we? I, it's like that. When, I like when he kind of did electrify the, the thing by saying he was going to debate. He sort of forgot to say he, he forgot was going. forgot to say, didn't he? Like, yeah. That's classic <laughs> Corbyn. Oh, Jezza. So um, what are we going to expect in the final week? Because Theresa May is, like, desperate to get it back on Brexit. But Brexit is the dog that has not barked, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And that's the strange thing. You know, this is a Brexit election without any detail about Brexit from either of the two main parties. Labour's... Do you, could any of us round here tell you what the Labour's policy is on Brexit? No, really, no, seriously. No, no. And the same goes for Tories. And yet we've had this fiction that somehow this is all about Brexit. And it is a fiction. It's really all about... Be, boost my majority, s- strengthen my mandate with Brussels, which is baloney, because we all know it doesn't make any difference to Brussels how big our majority is. So it, it's as if the whole election is built on sand, and then that's kind of disappointing. And I think that's why the public have responded to Corbyn's costed policies, because at least they've had something to talk about mm. or get interested in, even though this is a kind of phony election. I thought it was funny last night when Tim Fram kept talking about the single market. And I was like, oh, move on, mate. We did this last year. I just, I don't know, I got that sense that I could see why he was doing it because he wants to stay in the single market. But part of me was like, oh, we, we had this. But that's, um, it's oh. the, the focus group we did last week in Watford. It was interesting that there's quite a few Remainer 
voters in the group and a lot of them had the same reaction. You know, well, it's done now. Yeah. And these are people that, if you're the Dems, you, you think, oh, these are our guys. Should we, have, a, should we have a so listen to some of that, some of the focus group? We've made a decision, so we've got to now... Yeah, yeah that, that's the other bit of me, is going, we've made a decision, yes. you've got to see it through here. What he's saying is, we made a decision, but if you don't like... You can change change but we can, if you vote, we can change it. Yeah, no, we can't change it, because we've made the decision, so we've, you know... Yeah. Yeah. And who quite liked it? You quite liked it. Tell me a bit about why. Um, I'm quite your pro-European anyway. I voted to remain in the um, EU referendum. Um, naturally, I was disappointed with the vote, with the outcome, but um, I, I, I do think that democracy is more important than that issue. So I'm very much kind of, of this lady thinking of kind of thinking, well, actually, we have made a decision, we should move on. So, so. That's kind of what we're not going to expect from the last week. We're not going to expect massive Brexit talks. What are we going to hear a lot about in this final week, Kate? I think we'll hear more about social care from Labour, I think. That's just a guess. I also can't see Jeremy Corbyn not doing another good couple of big rallies where lots of people like him loads before before the campaign is out. Um, I feel like the Lib Dems, just going back to the point before, have kind of tempered their Brexit chat now. Um, because I guess, as Ned said, it's not riding with all of the Remainers anymore. So they've moved away from let's not leave to let's, you know, let's not leave the single market. Um, so I don't know where they'll go, really. It's a bit of a boost for them to have The Economist come out for them, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've they've out, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the FT had come out for Theresa May, mm. which is like weird i think what will be interesting is is the evening standard i suspect they will still come out for the tories you think they will yeah i, I really do oh george do. i'm not gonna do it again but yeah i, I, sus- <laughs> I suspect they will but yeah in the last week of the campaign the kate's right we'll see more corbyn doing what he does which is mass rallies um and who knows what's gonna happen on friday night that could change things you know i mean either corbyn or may could drop the ball on friday's at bbc question time special and that will flow into Saturday. The big question is what they're going to both put in in the in the can on Sunday for the rest of the week. And I suspect it will be reduced back down to Corbyn saying, you know, this is all about taxing the rich and helping the poor, and May saying this is all about Brexit. I mean, I, I'm afraid I can't see how it will get away from both those. Do you key think the, the Tories are going to? Because they've sent Michael Fallon out recently. He's had a couple of bad interviews, hasn't he? And Michael Fallon's kind of their attack dog in chief. Do you think they're going to stop chucking dead cats around and they're going to? They've learned that hasn't really this is, hit. This is why, controversially, compared to you, and I, I don't want it to be over in a week because because Theresa May so clearly kind of stumbled towards the finish line just before anything else goes wrong. Yeah. If it was another two weeks, another three weeks, she they'd actually have to do something. They couldn't maintain this level of just kind of dirge for that long, but they can for another week. So that's why actually I'd rather it was weirdly a bit longer, yeah, despite being tired. I think that's absolutely right. You know, um, the, the, she's just at the stage now where they want it over. You can tell. I mean, that was key from from your little chats to, off the record to lots of Tory candidates. You know, they want this thing done with. Um, and they're annoyed as well. Look, the sense I got was we didn't even want this general election. You told us you weren't going to call a general election. And now we're having to defend your U-turn. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I think turnout's going to be really interesting, yeah. you know. And it's the one thing we haven't talked about. The, the one thing that could possibly make those polls real is if you, your young voters turn out in big, big numbers. 
Now, I'm very sceptical about whether or not leopards change their spots, but who knows? There's no point in us sitting here, uh, having failed many of us, to predict what's happened in recent years. (laughs) (laughs) And then predict... I predicted Brexit. (laughs) Unbelievable. But, and then... (laughs) And then somehow predict the youth vote isn't going to turn out. It might turn out. Just imagine if youth vote actually well, look, does turn out. Then that could be really Listen, fellow young people. Yeah. Listen, listen up, word and all that. Uh, Are you Terry Christian now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get out there and vote, y'all. It's good, YOLO and all oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon, Kate? Can we go now? No. <laughs> I just, I want my brethren to get out there and like, do it, man. You're Whatever. over 30. I'm not over, th- I am over 30, <laughs> but... I'm down with the... All right, Ned? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 30's yeah, the yeah. new 50. <laughs> okay. Right, so um, next week is going to be the big the big, the big, big thing. Yeah. When are we going to do a podcast? Well, we certainly... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll probably have a discussion on that. I think we'll do, we'll do one on Thursday because actually it's a nice quiet day. Right. Good to review the last, we'll, last week of the campaign. And then we'll do another one on Friday. Uh, we could do possibly do one on a special on Friday right. afternoon if everyone's awake. Let's see. All right, listeners. So that enjoy. <laughs> behind the scenes chat insight there. Into, that's pretty much how we do it. Here. <laughs> uh, have a good rest of the campaign, everyone. And enjoy it. Enjoy this, this final week. What, Kate? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And youngsters, you go out and ruddy vote. And I'll remind you next week as well. All right? See you later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.